Good evening again, friends. Tonight we have journeyed yet again to Bethlehem to bear witness to the story of Christ's birth in a barn laid in a manger. It's a simple and familiar story, but it's also one of so much mystery and wonder that it bears to be heard again and again. But what struck me this year about the Christmas story was just how much of the Christmas story is about time, how we tell time, and how that affects our understanding of the world, our understanding of God. You know, in in Greek, the original language of the New Testament, there are two words and also two different understandings of time, chronos and kairos. Chronos is ordered, structured time, time as we know it on earth, time as you see on your watch. It's business as usual time. The Christmas story begins in Kronos time. It begins with the words, in those days. It's reminding people of just when and where this took place in ordered time. You know, this happened back when Caesar Augustus was emperor and Quirinius was governor of Syria. Back in those days. This Kronos time is governed by the worldly powers that be. There's a census ordered by the governor, or by the emperor. Oppressive taxation. People lived in fear. People lived without hope. Methodist preacher Charles Campbell reflects that even the words in those days sound tired and hopeless. Something reflective of the surrounding world at the time. But just then, something happens. Kairos time. God's time dawns with the phrase in verse 11 of of Luke's second chapter that says, this day, as in to you is born this day a savior. In those days is matched with this day. This day, the day of Christmas, the day Kairos begins with the words of the angels to the shepherds saying, do not be afraid. These are the very first words words. These, these uh, are the very same first words of Easter, by the way. In those days, in Kronos Ka- time, fear dominated the world. But this day, this day marks a new time. It marks a new era where hope and joy conquer fear as God's own Son is born into our world, our Savior. You know, in many ways, even on this side of Christmas and Easter, we still live in Kronos time. Fear, doubt, the monotony of nine to five, work weeks, overscheduled calendars, and so on. People still get sick. People still leave this earth far too soon. Relationships still dissolve. All these march on in our minds in a continuous Kronos clock. But each year, each year when we gather on Christmas and journey with the Holy Family to Bethlehem, we're invited yet again to enter into God's time, to set our watches to Kairos, to overcome our fears and our doubts, and to get a glimpse of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. This isn't escapism. It's an annual reminder That fear, doubt, despair, pain, all these things with the coming of Christ have been put on notice. 
that the clock is ticking on all of these things, all of these chronos things, these things that keep us from living joyful lives into God's kairos realm. On Christmas Eve, 200 years ago tonight, the St. Nicholas Church in Oberndorf, Austria, entered into God's time. And as a result, has helped give churches across the world a window into God's time ever since. Tradition has it that in 1818, the already old and aging church faced every congregation's nightmare. Their organ went out due to some mischievous mice just days before Christmas Eve. The organist, the musician, and the pastor got together. The organist tried to put some music together to the to a tune of a poem that the pastor had been writing for some time that tried to capture the essence of Christmas. So they put to, their efforts together, and that Christmas Eve, with a humble guitar strumming leading worship, the congregation sang Silent Night for the first time. It's a staple now for any church who worships on Christmas Eve. It's, it's our go-to for candlelight services, and we're going to sing it here in just a minute. That's because it has a simple lullaby-like tune. It's a tune that actually sought to mimic the gentle swaying of a boat at sea as, uh, as this area in Austria was, was uh, near the sea. The, the tune tries to capture this, this flowing boat uh, on the waters or, uh, or like a, a parent rocking their child to sleep to capture the essence of this night, this mystery, this wonder so beautifully. The peaceful, joyful feeling of this song has a way, a unique way of uniting everyone worshiping on this night where all is calm and all is bright. But I think on a deeper level, it allows all of us to step out of chronos, out of order time, place all of our fears, our worries, our agendas aside, and together enter kairos time as we ponder yet again the mystery, the beauty, and the wonder of this day. This day, this night is indeed holy. It allows us to be transported, transformed from Kronos into Kairos time. This night is silent, not because the writer believed baby Jesus never cried, but because the wonder of this night allows us to step out of the hectic chaos of our world and in silence and in peace ponder the beauty and the power of God's gift to us and all. So friends, let us celebrate the beauty and the calmness of this peaceful night again in anticipation for the return of our King of Peace. In a Kronos world, let us even for just a moment set our clocks to Kairos time. May we cast aside fear and doubt that we might joyfully proclaim Christ's birth and his rule of love and peace. Hear the words again. Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Glory to God in the highest and on earth.